Hello, my name is Maddie. And I'm Hannah. We are reading Partners in Crime. Over the last two years, we have had over 50 book-based adventures together. We investigate a real-life case using advice from murder mystery authors. We review a book, find the sleuthing tips, and hopefully solve the case. Welcome to the unsolved case of the missing salmon. that when we're not talking about the book we have nothing to talk about <laughs> just filling this time you right cushion wise I mean there's oh, yeah, yeah. an abundance of cushions loads of cushions I really like these green ones there's only one of these oh <laughs> I really like it why Why do you only have one of them because I bought it so on the day we moved I bought this blanket it's lovely which was incredibly impractical I right? <laughs> saw it on Sainsbury's and I was like I must have it is it heavy? And wasn't well, not heavy, but it's very bulky. It's big, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Oh no, I got it on packing day. That was it. But it was too late for it to be actually packed. So anyway, and then I got that cushion to match it. I see. I see. Yeah. Well, it is put like. But wonderful. I can tell you what they are. They're Habitat faux fur cushions. Great. I think Habitat is such a rip, but equally oh, no, so no, no. worth I it. I think they've had some really good value stuff recently. Because I know I used to go into Habitat. Like Twelve pounds or something. Oh, bargain. They because they've all rebranded because they did go too expensive and they no did. one was buying no Habitat. Buying it. And then they yeah. um, changed, and now you can buy Habitat from Argos and even on eBay. Whoa. Oh, I know. Whoa, okay. Yeah, because well, yeah, I used to be quite intimidated by Habitat to go yeah. in. Yeah, I yeah, feel yeah. not very. I wouldn't feel shishi enough. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> so yeah. It's much cheaper now. Oh, great! And this is really nice. Yeah, I'll do this all day. Yeah, it's lovely, isn't it? It is lovely. I'm happy to be working here. Tomorrow. That's habitat as well. What is that? That plant pot. Not expensive. Oh, lovely! It's very nice. Twelve pounds. <laughs> do you work for them? <laughs> no, but I, I, but you see, you didn't realise that they've rebranded. No, I didn't. Check them out. They're also available in Sainsbury's as well, as mentioned. Well, I, I did know about the Sainsbury's thing, but I thought, because in my local Sainsbury's, it, for some reason, it's just the um, reed diffusers that they sell. Oh, right. And I just thought range. maybe it was a specific reed diffuser range. partnership that they had. <laughs> but that makes sense. It's all coming. It's all the plot thickens. Plot thickens. Yeah. Is that okay if okay. I have this? You can have that, yeah. Yeah. I know yeah, it's yours. It's really calming, It actually. is, yeah. I just feel a bit like I'm hogging. No, 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 it's fine, but we should explain, obviously, because listeners don't know what it is that you're hogging. It's a really, really comfortingly soft faux fur pillow cushion. Cushion. Yeah. With a, with a really lovely, bold, emerald green colour. Yeah, but you can get it in other colours. I've actually got it in another colour. Which colour? It's upstairs, in the lookout. The dusty pink one is upstairs, in the lookout. In the chair? On the chair, oh, yeah. Yeah, I never sit in the chair. I just get straight in the bed, get, in, get into the b- b- bamboo sheets, yeah. regret my own sheet choices. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's very nice. I actually had um, a dream when I was about 10, mm. ma- maybe 9 or 10, on the, on the verge of womanhood, you could say, <laughs> back, back in my early, early days, <laughs> when I was starting, <laughs> yeah, when I was starting to think about, um, you know, what it would mean to have my first bra, all that kind of stuff. And I had a dream that um, I was walking around just like shops and stuff and showing everyone my bra and it was this colour. And when I woke up in the morning, I was like, mum, when I get my first bra, I want it to be like bottle green colour. And I was really upset that that was not an option. Oh. When we actually went to go buy them. Because it was obviously all like, you know, my first bra is all like white. 
I really thought what you were going to say is that, that you were hoping your first bra was going to be made of this material. Both were. <laughs> that you'd be like gently stroking your chest. I feel like that would be quite a controversial first bra. <laughs> a faux fur bra? Yeah. yeah. It would be. A statement. It's a, a statement, statement piece. A statement piece. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> welcome. Hi Maddie. Hello. How are you? I'm feeling, this is so calming. Why didn't I do this earlier today when I was feeling stressed? You've had a tough day. Yeah. But it's fine because we're here for our Halloween episode. Spooky. Spooky. (laughs) Um, So for MB, I was thinking a bit of spooky MB. Okay. So spooky MB. I'm easily spooked. You're easily spooked. As you know, yeah. In recent years, what do you think, like, the spookiest thing that has happened to you is? In recent years? Okay, or just ever. ever. The choice is yours. Um, well, I would say two different things. One is very recent. I went to go and see 2.22, A Ghost Story oh, at the yeah. theatre. That was very spooky, mm. but not actually that spooky until I got home to an empty house oh, and psychological. went to sort of try to go to sleep and then was like every single noise, I thought, there's a ghost, there's a ghost, oh. And Mike didn't come home till 1am, so I was not, I didn't sleep, basically. Slight tangent. Yeah. But linked. Mm. Do you believe in ghosts? Actually, I think I do believe in ghosts, mm. weirdly. I don't know why, like there's no reason I should believe in ghosts but I sort of don't not you know I'm not like really I don't like I'm not like definitely ghosts but I don't not believe in them yeah the reason I'm I've got a little smile on my face is because whenever I mention a ghost or say the word ghost I always think of Casper the friendly ghost (laughs) and I think that that film did a lot for ghosts I think (laughs) some good ghost PR yeah some good ghost PR saying do you know what they can We're be friendly. Right. They're right. all right, yeah. 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 I think I believe in fairies. Yeah, you've told me that And before. reincarnation oh. more than I believe in ghosts. So, for example, yeah. if something happened to... Um, okay, right. So, like, okay, so if I died... Yeah. Um, and then you saw a ginger cat... The next day, Hercule, yeah, reading a book or looking at a book, yeah. Would you think it was me? Unless it was Hercule, uh, it probably would cross my mind. Yes, yeah. If you just just died, yeah, yeah. Or if someone said to me that that I I don't I think when people say oh I believe that so and so has come back and has been reincarnated in this yeah. animal. I'm kind of like, do you know what? Yeah, I'm okay that. with that. Yeah. If you were to be reincarnated, what do you think you would come back as? I really would love to come back as a cat. Yeah. I think they have a great life. But I think that's probably too ambitious. I'd probably come back as like a smaller animal, like but, a fly or something oh, wow. to start with. So obviously you have with. to, if you believe in, you know, you're going with your idea of Buddhist reincarnation. Mm. You have to keep coming back, don't you? With different yeah. forms, and the human there. is sort of the ultimate, presumably. Yeah, I and think then so. you'd have to start again. 
back down you... to square one. Oh, no, no, because then you could get to, to Nirvana, couldn't you? You get released from oh, the reincarnation cycle. Well, then that implies that you're going to come back as something like a more superhero human <laughs> than now. Not that you could be. No, but 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 you, you come back. The animal you come back is back as isn't it like a reflection of what you've done in your life? Oh, I'm not saying I think I've done, I don't think I've done <laughs> enough to come back at cat level. Oh, you think? Oh, mate, I don't know. You that, think you've done really enough to come back as a fly? <laughs> well, That's I don't a terrible know. self self worth picture. No, I know, but I feel like being cocky is one of the things that will see you coming True. back as a fly. Stay humble. Stay humble, even if it's very humble. <laughs> Tr- just game, cash- game the system <laughs> telling everyone oh, I've probably only done enough to come back as an amoeba mm-hmm. yeah, 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 cat. Cat. yeah. <laughs> I win <laughs> okay fine I'll allow that do you think you've had any like does that mean you think you've had past lives um or is that a slightly different because I don't know if you get reincarnated I don't know do you retain I don't know previous I don't think you do okay maybe you do who knows who knows Okay, yeah, so that's, that, was, that was one spooky thing. The other spooky thing was from quite a long time ago. This was the first thing I thought of. Okay. There must have been other spooky things since, but this yeah. really has clearly stuck with me. This sounds out to you. So this was back when I was, let's say, 13, 12 or 13. I used to go to a music centre on a Saturday, because uh, I was really cool. So did I. Did you? Yeah. Oh, what, did you, what was yours called? Uh, the Conservatoire. <laughs> okay. I was in a recorder console. Oh. Recorder ensemble. Oh. That called sounds... On Block. <laughs> I must have told you this before we toured. <laughs> we toured in the Netherlands. <laughs> the, the thing that I find... Okay, so this is the third thing this evening we've talked about, which the other person did not know about the other. Yeah, that's... So we're having like a kind of friendship reunion or something, because I didn't know that about you. And it, I, if I did, I would have said... I toured with my violin in France. Wow. We played at yeah. Disneyland. What? Yeah, I know, I had a free day out. Well, I, I, I think that's a bit... Some might say that's cooler than going to Leerwarden. <laughs> I don't know. They, they'd be wrong. <laughs> they would be wrong. Um, so I used to go to Medway Music Centre on a Saturday morning. And I was in three different clubs there. Okay, I was, I was only so in one, cool. but I don't think this is I don't think this is a stamp of coolness. Oh, okay, well. Within that world, within nerdy. the nerd world. Yeah, and I also would say I didn't have many friends. It was all very cliquey and I only had like two friends. Oh, don't worry, I've been there. Yeah. <laughs> Sad. Um so me and my like two friends were in a few of the, the, the classes together and it was in an old um school. It was actually at my sister's school, Fort Pitt. And it used to be an old hospital. Oh, yeah. ghost town. Ghost town. And the, all of the classes, all of the like, you know, practice sessions took place in classrooms. But they weren't all in the same building. They were completely spread out across the school. Mm-hmm. And so there would be some areas of the school that no one would be in. So they okay, were quite yeah. deserted. And this rumour went round that there was a room down the hallway in the like hospital wing that was that had like a... A scary man living in it mm. indeed and we all like psyched ourselves up to go down there as a group oh. all three of us me, yeah, me and yeah. my two still friends a group. Still, still a, a group. group and we sort of like you know went down there on the, on the break and went into the room and the, the, the light was off and it was dark and a man oh. went who's there from the darkness and we screamed and honestly ran for our lives and i thought he was going to kill us 
in hindsight, it was probably like a squatter. But at the time, I thought there was like a serial killer in there. It was wow. quite scary. And the, the, the feeling of a voice coming out of the darkness that you couldn't see, that was like a, that you knew someone was there, that wasn't meant to be there, I nearly pooed myself. <laughs> that feeling has stuck with me oh, since. Wow. And we ran, I've never run that hard. We ran the whole way and there was no laughing. It was like, oh, I think we're going to die. It was terrifying. That is, do you know what? You really, really brought your spooky game. Because mine yeah. <laughs> sounds much less spooky now. Oh, go on, go on. I'll tell you about it. Please share. Yeah. Uh, so it's about a spooky alley. Okay. Alleys are scary. Yeah, and as everyone knows, I am freaked out by the countryside. <laughs> so spooky alley is in the countryside. Immediately increased in fear. Yeah. Um, it is in the small, it's a village of Colham in Norfolk. Okay. I've talked about Norfolk before. Yeah, you think it's weird, yeah. <laughs> Not weird, but melancholy. <laughs> I think it's a melancholy place. Yeah. And it is pitch black oh. there. Because they don't have any street lights. So anyway, the shortcut to get to the pub is down Spooky Alley. Oh. And everyone, and it's, it's by the church. Not, so you not, have to go through a bit of the graveyard to oh. get to the start of Spooky Alley. <laughs> but uh, I went down Spooky Alley. I thought I'm going to do it. No, no, no I was, I was, Andrew was there. Okay. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not that brave. And we came out of Spooky Alley and heard the most terrifying sound ever. It was really loud, like, ah! Oh my God, And I was so scared. Really, really scared. Uh, I mean, it turned out it was a goat. Oh, I think you going to say it turned out it was a ghost. No, it was a goat. A goat. Okay. But I didn't realise it at the time. Oh no, when well, you never do. Not you. You never do. Never do. <laughs> no, but one never, no one never does. Yeah. That does sound quite spooky. Yeah. P.D. James. Yes. And I would say that my cover is distinctive, is is much more spooky. Than mine? Yeah. Yes, agreed. Yours is like a kind of... Mine has a skull on it with... I think it looks like strawberry jam, but I think it is supposed to be blood. Yeah. Which is funny because actually on a skull, it's quite, it looks quite out of place, doesn't it? Yeah. Actually, more look at it, more it looks like less spooky and more sort of like the skull is smiling. <laughs> What's this on my nose? Yeah. That kind of vibe. Yeah, I see what you mean. But yeah, so that, that's our Halloween read. Mine is less scary. It reminds me of, did you ever read The Salt Path? No, so yeah, part. similar illustration. Similar illustration. This was your read. Oh, oh yeah. This, wasn't it? Yeah, it was, yeah. yeah. Um, do you want to tell me why you picked it? Yeah, I can Great. tell you why. And I can tell you why in just two words. 
two? I think yes. I know what they are, actually. The two words are Cordelia Gray. Boom. So we first met Cordelia Gray, the private investigator, pre-podcast, when we Back read An Unsuitable Job for a Woman. And we very much enjoyed it. I believe we gave it each gave it a nine i think we did yeah Yeah. um but that was in yeah pre-podcast days so i have been wanting to read the second and unfortunately last in the cordelia gray series Mm. and this is it great reason great reason um and hardcore podcast fans will maybe remember episode one Hannah suggested an unsuitable podcast for women as a as a potential title for us. Yeah. It wasn't we didn't go forward with it. Yeah. But which, you know, nice throwback. Yeah, <laughs> Check nice it out. Throwback, Season one, yeah. episode one. Um <laughs> I liked it as an idea, but I thought people might think it was about drills. Yeah, so we Yeah. We obviously we, we really didn't use it. But just nice just nice throwback. Nice it's throwback. a lovely throwback. Um do you wanna give a summary? Oh, and also obviously P. D. James is one of our Queens, Queens of Crime. Crime. So yeah. Do you want to give a summary? Yes, I'll give a summary. Uh, so, Cordelia Gray, private detective, she gets asked to go and watch over an actress who has been receiving sort of poisonous pen mm. notes all linked to death. Indeed. So, call the husband of this famous actress hires Cordelia Gray to go to an island that's got this just one house on it where the actress is going to be in a play. And at this country house on the island, there are a number of guests, and one of them has a motive. Yeah. <laughs> you don't like you're scared yourself then. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, oh, it's a bit spooky. Um thanks, great summary. And also no blurb reading. None of that today. That's all off the cuff. And what did you think? <laughs> well, I was delighted that Cordelia is back. She's as deadpan and as intelligent as ever. Got this fantastic flat in London that she's doing up. I'm just going to read you a little bit about her flat because I thought it sounded wonderful. Yes, she's got sort of an ornate wrought iron stove. She's got, she does, she's done up her bedroom with expensive and exotic hand-printed paper. It does sound beautiful, beautiful, doesn't it? And at night, she said she feels like she's warmly cocooned in eccentric luxury. So she's doing, do you know what? She's doing all right. The agency's doing okay, although that's mainly because they're getting money from finding lost cats. Constantly, yeah. Constantly, that's fine. Uh, And this time Cordelia is joined by two employees, hapless employees called Beavis (laughs) and Miss Maudsley, who are just brilliant in their own way are they so, is one of them the comedy bit part that you would want to be i think i'd quite like to be 
uh, Miss Maudsley because at one point she's worried that the police are going to ask about the petty cash (laughs) that it doesn't reconcile by a small amount and Beavis and Miss Maudsley are opposites to one another but they get on really well and they share gossip so I liked their inclusion at the beginning when they're in the uh, office together Mm. Another thing I loved is it has the different perspectives of the guests who are going to go to this island Yes. Um, at the start. Did it remind you of Green for Danger? Did it remind me a bit of Green for Danger, actually. Yeah, yeah like, that set-up. You know? Yeah, so here's one person doing this, mm. here's another person. I loved that uh, Sir George, who comes to employ uh, Cordelia for this job, tells her that the job is as following part bodyguard part private secretary part investigator and part well nursemaid a bit of everything i was like well that's that's a bit of a job the play that they're they're performing or they're rehearsing on this island is is going to be the duchess of malfi Mm -hmm. which brought back flashbacks of a level oh i studied duchess malfi uh, at a level and I actually failed in that paper. Oh no. I caught an E. Bad memories then? Yeah, not great memories. Right. Not great memories. <laughs> you caught an E. Webster. Wow. Uh, That's tough. Yeah, but overall I did really well. So, so who cares? Who cares? Who cares anyway? Who cares you anyway? You got English letter uni. Didn't yeah. do back, did it? There's always one. Mine was the um, Rhyme of the Ancient Mariner. I hated that. And the Dubliners actually. <laughs> two for two. Same teacher. <sighs> Terrible. We will have it. We will have it. Um, but, yeah, so Cordelia, excellent. Uh, and I just thought it had everything. All the elements of just very classic mystery. Mm. Your poison pen notes, your isolated <laughs> island. Um, the fact that the house is actually more, it's more of a castle, isn't it? It's, it's like huge. a creepy, haunted castle. With a crypt. That has skulls in the crypt. Yeah. And the um, guy who owns it collects all of this sort of Victorian memento mori that he's constantly adding to. So he has like um, execution notices and hair from murderers and all this type of thing. So it was quite the setting. It was. I've got more, but... But what did you think? I thought there was going to be a but. Uh, no, no, no. me indication that there's a but coming. No, uh, there's not. set me up. <laughs> there is going to be a connective. Huh? It's not necessarily going to be a but. Is it an and? It's <laughs> probably going to be an and. <laughs> <laughs> Would you like me to give, are you asking me to give my initial thoughts? Yeah, initial thoughts, initial thoughts. Initial thoughts. Now, I would say that it felt like a really refreshing return to classic murder mystery, which is interesting because it was written in the eighties. Yeah, yeah. But it yeah. gave me like it gave me golden age vibes in a strange way. Not in the terms of like the context, because it's clearly eighties that she's writing, and not in terms of the language or like attitudes, but just the terms of the vibe, the setup. Yeah, definitely. Um, which felt very refreshing. And I I think because we've read her before we know she's a queen as well. We trust her as a queen of crime. I felt I felt like I was in very safe, safe pair of literary hands. hands. Yeah, uh, and kind of really relaxed and leaned into it. 
and I thought her like visualization and the, the setup that she did was really like phenomenal I felt like I, I could picture her flat I could picture her life I could picture Corsi Island I could picture the people that she's talking about and I thought the way that she she builds that up Aww. was amazing I had a real sense of who each of these people were and I really really enjoyed it and I was I will say quite at one point intimidated by the length of the book it is a it long is quite read. Long. This this version, I know you've got a slightly smaller text. This version's about four hundred and fifty pages. I mean, so I wish a, I wish long... I'd got a version with yeah. bigger text because it's tiny. It, it was quite. I did think it was quite intimidating uh, in some ways, but I did race through it um, because of how kind of gripped I was. One thing that uh, amused me was how often they referred to something called the business room. Did oh. I, I've never heard that before. Oh, I didn't pick up on the that business at all. room. They kept talking about the business room. Where? What Where was, was the business room? I don't know. In the castle. In the castle. Oh. Business. 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 business yeah. <laughs> no idea what it means. <laughs> um, and it reminded me, I think, a little bit of like a se- several different murder mysteries re- we read before. One, Green for Danger, of course, with the setup. Two, um, Evil Under the Sun. <gasps> You've written that too? I put, reminded me of Evil yes, Under the Sun. with the sun, the boy. Yes. And his resentful, the resentfulness he has of his of his stepmother. Yes. Um, and his kind of innocence and anger and the fact that there is a, a part that is played by him going and swimming in the sea. Yes! Yeah, great lines! Uh, and also the island element of it too. And I really love that setup. I thought that was very well done. Yeah, love an island. Love an island. I think it's it works really well. Um, and obviously Cordelia is a brilliant lead. Um, she's funny. She doesn't take prisoners. She trusts her instincts, which I like. And she's not bullied. And the other thing I had forgotten about Cordelia uh, is her background. So mm. her father was a communist professor. Her mother died, I think, during childbirth or mm. when Cordelia was very very young um so she's brought up by foster care yes which i i hadn't i hadn't remembered mm. and she, um, in some ways she sort of implies that she sees that as almost like a superpower of hers yeah because she's so tenacious isn't yeah. she and resilient um, yeah yeah and that does that does shine through she's very independent in that way um my god the ending yeah, just before we talk about the ending, just a little bit on. I just a little bit on Cordelia. Mm. Um, there's an amazing bit where okay, so the actress is very brutally killed. Very brutal. Basically, her face is completely smashed in with a marble, essentially cast of a baby's arm. Weird. It's really it is very creepy and weird. <laughs> And the police come to the island and the chief inspector is talking to Cordelia. And the way she just outlines the scene of the crime is brilliant. Yeah. So she she's just observed it. She discovers the body. Yeah. Um, but even though it's this horrific crime scene, she's just like, the jewel box was missing, the tea had been drunk. I thought it was odd that she cleaned the makeup from her face, but there was a lipstick stain on the cup. And she's like, okay, well, what, you know, where was the rest of... Why had she taken off the rest of her makeup? 
Um, she just has all of these mm. observations that are so precise. Actually, interestingly, the policemen acknowledge to each other that she's an exceptional witness, but they almost don't want to tell her that yeah. she is. And yeah. she also uses her, in a way, she uses her knowledge of women to, to identify elements of the case that the men miss. Because yes. she also notices that, that um, Clarice would not have taken off her eye makeup using the same lotion as what she would have taken off her like foundation makeup with. Yeah. Which she and she therefore realizes if somebody's taken this off to cover it up, it must have been a man because a man wouldn't a woman wouldn't have done that. Yeah. Having seen her, you know, her makeup regimen. I will say, as a woman, disagree. I've got absolutely no regimen. Oh not no! Sure, not sure no. I would have noticed that either. But but but, she, she's but I still suppose there is her... the point about her. Clarissa is very glamorous, and yes. also Cordelia has observed how she behaves. Obviously yeah. before, yeah, and she's been she's allowed killed. into that female space yes. as a woman. So she's yeah. been allowed to. She's had a chance to observe her in that space, which I think you know that the the men in the story haven't had a chance to do. I thought that the. The, actually, the ending itself, two things. Number one, the ending in terms of the like how it ends, that is a dramatic and a half for the last, what, 20 pages? I thought she was going to die, and that's why we never got another Cordelia mystery. Yeah, 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 you basically think she's going to drown. 100%. I was like, oh, it's all, all going to be over. And I did think that would be like quite an exceptional way to end a few books of having your protagonist die yeah in such a heroic way because Cordelia's like trying to save this Simon. poor kid's life yeah yeah and I thought she handled that really well but also this actually how sinister Ambrose is also and also for the name Ambrose, Ambrose. <laughs> it just makes you think of Ambrosia but is that, is that custard yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. but he is really sinister so sinister we should have clocked it with him as soon as we knew he'd purchased that baby arm <laughs> if you've got a cast a plaster cast or a marble cast of a baby's arm for just jokes you're definitely a murderer <laughs> also i mean as well they had a chamber of horrors yeah but i think the thing that was so chilling about ambrose is he was sinister because his reason for, I suppose, covering up mm. murder of Clarissa was because she knew that he had dodged his tax. Like, years ago as well. Yeah, it was all about tax. He tax hadn't evasion. paid his tax. Yeah. So as That's a, such a shit reason. Yeah. It's a terrible reason. It's like a real non... Well, he was going to lose all his money and that that's all he really cared about. Yeah. I mean, I would say, in terms of the murder, uh, like, in my copy... You don't the actual murder doesn't happen till page 162 yeah it's quite it's quite far in so you wait a long time for it but yeah. i was sort of fine about that because when it happens it, it's all this creepy creepy build-up because you also mm. hear all of these stories about the island's history which is very troubling and there's a there's sort of a subplot linked to that oh yeah there's a bit where they uh go see the skulls in the crypt and then they're they're underground and the lights go out and oh. I have such willies. I would have burnt myself. And also like someone grabs Cordelia's hand yeah. as well. Oh. Well she just turns out to be scared Simon but yeah. that's not the point. Yeah. I'd have been scared Simon. 
in that situation. Yeah. Did you did you predict it was gonna be Simon who did the murder? Well, I had a bit of an inkling that he was involved because there's a line where I think it's uh, about it couldn't possibly be Simon. Yeah. And I thought he's got to have been involved in some way. Yeah. Um, the thing that I did guess is um, I did guess about it being Ivo and Tolly's child. Oh, well done. Yeah. Well done. Yeah. Because cause actually, and I think PD James does this quite a lot, is that Clarissa, who is the victim, she's a, she's a horrible she's person. She's not a good person, yeah. So she doesn't tell her dresser that her child is going to die. Yeah. Because she doesn't want Tolly, her dresser, to go off to the hospital because she has a costume change. Yeah. Isn't that, isn't that dark? Really, really terrible. But I think P.G. Jenkins is very good at that, mm. giving you these examples of this woman who has been killed is, you know, she doesn't, okay, she doesn't deserve to be murdered. Mm. But she is preying on her stepson, yeah, which is is what leads to him accidentally killing her. Yeah. So there's a you know it's a horrible abusive element yeah. about her. Did you what did you think of the various suspects? I thought the suspects were wonderful mm. and the range of reasons yeah. as to why. So, I mean, it was one of those brilliant things where every single suspect had a clear motive yeah. for why they would kill Clarissa. And actually, Simon kind of didn't have a motive beforehand yeah. in many ways. Um, but you have Ivo, the theatre critic, who. Um, is dying. Mm-hmm. Um, he's got uh, terminal cancer. Uh, he's got a grudge yeah. towards Clarissa because it was his child that she didn't allow Tolly, the mother, to go and see. You then have uh, Roma, who's her cousin, mm-hmm. who who needs the cash. I liked Roma. And inheritance, and then sort of Ambrose there as well. He's allowed. You know, you don't quite know what's going on with him. Yeah, no, I, I liked Roma. She was, I mean, she was very down on single life. She was very down on single life, but I did like that she wanted the money to open a bookshop. Yes. Well, yeah, but with that Although awful with that, man. With that awful man. But I guess I kind of hoped that she would, you know, use the money and walk away from him. Yeah. For her great books. I mean, yeah, but this is what she thought was going to happen to her now that she was by herself. She She thought that she would end up every year a little more fussy about my comforts, a little more censorious of the young, a little more fretful with my friend, a little more right wing, a little more bitter, a little more lonely, a little more dead. <laughs> that's oh, lift that's the mood, a, Roma. That, yeah, that's the life of uh, a single, a single woman. Um, and when she gets she gets this letter from her married boyfriend saying. The relationship's over. Yeah. And she refers to it as a chuck note. <laughs> she just got a chuck note. Have you ever got broken up with over a letter? No, I, I actually think receiving a chuck note would have been better um, in many ways that I have been 
chucked. <laughs> so <laughs> I'll never send you a friendship chuck note. Okay, I'll, but if you do, I want a letter. <laughs> you do want a letter. I'm saying if it's got to the point where you are going to chuck me, you want it to be over letter. Yeah. Okay. Well, at least you get some post. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Um, oh, I've put a note here, and I don't know what it refers to. Oh, interesting. While you're searching for your note, one thing that I found very difficult to take seriously. I think I think I know what it's gonna be. <laughs> was the fact that the cleaners were called the Munters. <laughs> yeah, the butler was called the butler. Munter. Munter. But then unfortunately the Munters have a, <laughs> a have a horrible end. They do, but like do do you know what, what if someone's a Munter? Do you know what that's it's, does it mean they're ugly? Yeah. yeah. They're the Munter. Just feels a bit a bit cruel. Yeah. Obviously written before that was a thing, but I couldn't take that seriously. Oh. I also yeah. can't believe Munter actually did just accidentally die. That seems a bit silly. Yeah. Too drunk, fell in the river. Yeah. Let that be a warning to all of you out there. Yeah, but then he, it turned out he was the son of the guy who was killed on the island previously. The son of the guy, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But he still did yeah. just sort of get drunk and fall in the water. Yeah, I think that, that was just because can't really work this out, so. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Now, I know you were saying you are getting the kind of the mystery vibes, but you weren't necessarily getting the mystery vibes from the language. Yeah. There were some excellent words. Great. I think the 80s still had some great words. Yeah. So, um, luncheon. I want to bring luncheon back. Why don't we use luncheon? Um, I don't know why, but we can. Yeah, luncheon. Okay. Another word I love, and you know I love this word, spry. (laughs) Do you know who's spry? Who? David Suchet. He's so spry. He's so spry. Yeah, yeah. good example. Um, a Philip, but as in F I L L I P. Is that one word? A Philip or just Philip? Philip? What? Philip? What does it mean? I think it means like mistake, doesn't it? Oh, made it. I made a Philip. Yeah, I think so. Hmm. Grub around. <laughs> the police were doing a lot of grubbing out. Oh, I like that. Um, there was a new on page two. I, I clocked that. Okay. Did you think about Nouse? Nouse, yeah. But at one point there's tea urns. They have tea urns. Yeah. I have a hilarious story about tea Great. urns. Great, hit me. So it was when I was going into schools to do workshops and sometimes you'd be allowed in the staff room. Contrary, contrary. Contrary, but when you go into the staff room you're always met with quite a lot of kind of animosity by, by the teachers because you're guests so they have to let you go in front of them oh, in the queue great, and great. they're they're not happy so it meant that i was at this school and we'd been let in front and it's i could feel you know, not good vibes not good vibes <laughs> teachers wanted us to just get through so they could have their break come on come on yeah it was like that so i went to the urn and i had my tea bag okay in the in the cup Okay. All ready to go to the urn. Sounds pretty efficient. Yeah, to get to get the hot water. Mm-hmm. There's quite a lot of noise. I'm feeling a bit jostled, so <laughs> I just there's two urns. So I just go to to one of the urns. I merrily put what I think is hot water into it. Great. Sounds good. <laughs> I look down. I put coffee in. <laughs> so I put coffee. 
happy onto my tea bag, <laughs> but <laughs> I knew that everyone had seen me do it, all the teachers. <laughs> I was so embarrassed and flustered <laughs> that I just pretended that was what I wanted to do. That's what I wanted. I put a bit of milk in and I thought, well, do you know what? Maybe this milk is a new thing. <laughs> I've been great. I've created this toffee, if you will. <laughs> Tea and coffee. It's going to be fine. And um, take my cup. And I was like, right, okay, people are still still looking at me. I just need to confidently drink it. It was the most disgusting thing I have ever had. Yeah, so whenever I like see a TN or I read about a TN, I always think of that. Always. I'm sure you noticed that Cordelia has quite an extensive. I think I know what you're going to say. Kit. Yes, she does. Packs a scene of crime. I actually wrote cat. <laughs> but as she packs a scene of crime, kit. Feline, ready for action. Um, <laughs> and she has the original one from Bernie. Yes. Who who left the agency to, to her. But she adapts it herself. I love it. And she's got all kinds of amazing things in there. Like Polaroid camera, torch, magnifying glass, scissors... This is good. Tim of Plasticine for taking impressions of keys. So good. Everything you need for a wild weekend. <laughs> yeah. Amazing. So my question is... How do we get some of that? No, what, what would you put? What would you put in your scene of crime kit? What, what would you want oh, to... Uh, for the for the crime of the missing salmon or any crime? Don't say any crime. Because I think for the unsolved case of the missing salmon, what we need is a time machine. <laughs> That's so just true. a casual little time machine just yeah. to like go back my invisibility cloak <laughs> what would I pack um, okay no, no 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 let's say the crime that we're investigating is a lost cat because that oh, has yeah, been okay. what Cordelia's been up to dreamies dreamies yeah those um, you know those stick treats just lots of treats basically just treats loads of treats actually also a sachet of cat food lots of cats neither noise um, one of those I don't know if they work for cats, but I know they have those dog whistles. <laughs> There's ones that are so high-pitched that humans can't hear. Yeah. Yeah, maybe they've got a cat version. I don't think cats would respond to no, it. They don't care, do they? No, they don't care. Mm. Maybe something that smells like the owner. Oh, I was going to say, like, a fish spray. You could spray yourself with so that the cat jumps on you, and then you've obviously found it. A bit of fish oil. Oyster sauce. <laughs> About a little selection um, of sushi with some oyster sauce. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, basically all, all stuff for luring, I think. All so you need and, to put and it in. And a carry case. But they, oh, they'll run a mile when they see that. They hate that. Yeah. They know. They know. They actually absolutely know. We get that out. We, he's gone for an hour. Maybe just a box. Just throw it. Yeah. Throw? A net. <laughs> I think that's way crueler. Oh, okay. Trap them in a net. Well, I might actually have to... I'm not going to net any cats, I want to make it really clear. But I might actually set the night camera up, trained on the front window. Because as I was telling you earlier, there's an animal, I believe cat, that has been pooing (laughs) on the branches of the olive tree. So that's from height. And I think that's with intent as well. 
Imagine if it turned out it's one of your male neighbours. <laughs> don't think it's an accident. I don't think it's an accident that it's there in the branches of the olive tree. That's cr- That's mean, isn't it? I also didn't tell you, but I think the same offender also um, left a turd on the doorstep as well. Oh, did you walk in it? No, no, I actually, I open the door very cautiously, the front door. Always, or just Yeah, just always. Do you? Just in case. What do you think's out there? Poo. (laughs) (laughs) Wow, that's fucking really spot on on that occasion. Yeah. You were like, oh, just what I was expecting. (laughs) Yeah, if we got sidetracked, we have quite massively. Um, Question for you. Yes. Now we've read, obviously we've read this P.D. James, we've read... The Cordelia Grey that was pre-podcast. And we've also read the P.D. James that was Death Comes to Pemberley. Yeah. And she's a queen. Yeah. She's an absolute queen. Would we read any of the other ones that she's written? So they're Dalgleish. I've never read any of the Dalgleish. But oh, I've read, I have read the Dalgleish yeah. quite a few. And yeah. they are they're very good. Yeah? They're very good. Just yeah. wondering if she's got any other ones that we would you know, check out. Well, yeah, I'd say at some point. Yeah. Maybe we will. Oh my God, there's loads. Oh, the only other thing I was going to say mm. is you can tell that the copy that I've got is from the 80s. <laughs> um, okay, for, well, for two reasons. Firstly, that it was £1.95. Amazing. For the paperback. Oh, I but wish. the other thing is, let me see if I can find it. Okay, the other reason you can tell this, is, this copy is from the 80s is because it says the following on the back. Any doubts that P.D. James is now easily our best lady crime writer are finally dispelled by her latest superb novel. Finally. Well, more <laughs> taking issue with lady crime writer. I have a much bigger issue with lady yeah. crime writer. Yeah. She's a queen of crime, goddammit. Yeah. But she does indeed celebrate her return to the conventions with knobs on and demonstrates how uniquely she can animate them. Surely, <laughs> surely, surely the, <laughs> someone did that knowingly, surely. Well animated knobs, PD. Well animated knobs. <laughs> what does PD stand for? Police department. <laughs> no, Police department it's, it's, James um, coming at you. Patricia, isn't it? Oh, I Patricia. prefer police department, personally. <laughs> James. Oh, no, Phyllis. Sorry. Phyllis. Sorry, not Patricia. Phyllis. Of course, Phyllis. Sorry, Phyllis. Phyllis Dorothy. Oh, is that your stomach? Yeah. Um, should we score? Yeah, let's score. I've got the blue book over there. Oh. Don't mind. Oh, no, it's here. Sorry. Oh, no. It's here. Don't worry. Okay. All right. Un moment. Un moment. Season three, what episode is this? No, season four. What am I talking about? What's the date today? Where am I? Oh, no, 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 no. Dorothy. Oh, I'll tell you what, we're normally right in the privy. We're not in the privy. We're in... The snug? Yeah, let's call it the snug. Why not? Yeah, why not? Okay, ready for scoring? I am... Ready! On three? Yeah. One, One two, two, three. three. Nine. Nine. Couple nine. of nines. Eighteen. <laughs> Couple of nines. Eighteen. Eighteen. Uh, 18 out of twenty. That's a big one. That's a big one. That is a big one. We one. wouldn't expect that of a queen of crime. Yeah, we would. One liner. Right. Gothic? 
Chilling. Chilling. Chilling gothic. Mm. Didn't even use the word gothic until now. And we've thrown it in late. <laughs> Return of Cordelia Gray. <gasps> Lovely. Lovely. Or what about Dash? Gripping. Gripping. Let's just put a D. Dripping. <laughs> <laughs> no, we want, we've got to put the thing about the knobs. Oh, okay, yeah, okay. Uh, <laughs> I think you want to say with animated knobs. Gripping. No, no, that's the meaning. No, you're also to gri- fill it. gripping with animated knobs. That's an additional layer of challenge to it. <laughs> Okay, so just chilling gothic return of Cordelia Gray. Gripping. No, okay. no. So it's Percuporo. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Go ahead. Um, we've had an upgrade. Or rather, we've not had an upgrade. That's the wrong phrase. Things have escalated. Even further? Between Hercule and Marasco. Oh, no. Really? I would say that Hercule is not in a good, a happy place this, this week. What's, how can it escalate? Well, how can it escalate? So, obviously, you'll know this as a previous babysitter, cat sitter. Yeah. We tend to keep them in overnight. They do. Uh, but then we, we were like, are we, are we babying him? Are we babying him? Also, it's really hot. And we live in a flat, downstairs flat. It means we have to keep the windows closed all the time. Overnight. And he can be naughty as well yeah. during the night. He, he can, can be naughty. can just yeah. pour people in the he face can repeatedly. Do that. Can and we do were that. getting a bit annoyed waking up at 4am every day when he was ready to play. So we were like, maybe we just trial letting him out at night, any like just having the window open all the time. Okay. Yeah. See what happens. Mostly, it's been fine. A few times, not so fine. But one of the times I would say was not an overnight situation. So it was evening, it was dark, but me and Mike were in the front room. We were watching. Uh, what were we watching? We can make it up. Is it relevant to the story? No. Okay, you're watching. We were watching Doctor Who, I think. Yeah. <laughs> Very grown up, and. There was this noise that we both thought was in the show, and then it happened again. And it was like a noise that I've never heard before. It was like a, a kind of cross between a, a cry, a shout, and like a trumpet. It was bizarre. Uh, and it realised after a, it happened again, it was coming from inside the house. Um, so we were like, oh, we should probably go investigate. And Marisco had come in. <gasps> he'd come into the Oh, house. this is an escalation. Where it was he? Escalation. He'd come all the way to the kitchen and was eating Hercules' food. <gasps> oh, no. Yeah. So he like, needs... He needs to go. So we came yeah. out into the hallway and Mike was like, <laughs> swore quite loudly and was like, you bastard. Um, and basically he's like, chased him out. Um, and he'd scarpered very quickly back out the way he came. And then we went into the kitchen and Hercule was like sat under one of the kitchen chairs, just fully puffed up, looking really sad. 
Oh, no. I think he was really upset. And then he, he's, he's been sort of moping around quite a lot. What can you do? What can we Her- do? No, Hercule that needs to regain control. I know. With your help, in this situation, you are Ariadne Oliver. And Mike is Miss Lemon. And you need to help him. <laughs> I win in that situation. I love that I've given the, I could have given Mike Hastings, but no. <laughs> <laughs> Miss Lemon, 100%. Yeah. He's not that organised. Okay, but I think the water pistol. Yeah. Get I think a water pistol. The problem is... Whenever you see Maris go, he's getting water pistol. <laughs> He'll soon learn. You would use a water pistol for other purposes, though, as we've discussed before. Yeah, I just would like to have one just day to day. Yeah. Yeah, I would say um, challenging. And we also feel like we can't call out this lady, the owner, on the WhatsApp group again. Because she's already basically said, like, I'm struggling with looking after all my children and the cat. But do you know what? Often, people who bully have themselves been, been bullied. bullied. But something's got to give in that household. Marisco's Marisco needs a new home. He does, yeah. So if anyone wants to adopt Marisco... He's an asshole, but he's, you're welcome to him. <laughs> no. Just don't be Ballon, don't live in Ballon, please. No, but it might be fine. He might be fine in no, a new... No, clearly a... No, no. Maybe. In a new environment where he's nurtured, he's cared for... Maybe, maybe. But he gives this face of like, I don't care. My mum doesn't want a cat. Well, she's welcome to him. The thing is, though, she listens to the whole saga with Marisco. Yeah, true, true, true. Who needs someone who doesn't know? by ECR Lorac. And it will be Maddie's birthday episode. You can get Shroud of Darkness. It's easily available as an ebook, but you may also be able to find it through secondhand book dealers. <laughs> dealers. Thank you for having me once again. I feel like whenever we record, it's at your house. No so problem. thank you for providing dinner. Welcome. A home. A home. <laughs> a bed for the night. Oh no, it's sweet if you think it's like your home. Uh, a second home, yeah. Obviously I don't no, actually live there. You feel quite emotional. Yeah. I've stayed at your house more regularly than anywhere else. Oh. That's not my own house. Oh, that's lovely. Oh. Yeah. Right. Okay. As always, you can follow us at Missing Sammy Case on Instagram or send us an email missingsammycase at gmail.com maybe you've got some tips about how to deal with Marisco maybe you've got some tips about how we can solve the world's longest case <laughs> yeah whatever get in touch <laughs> maybe you've got some recommended books for us as long as they're written by women we'll be down with it with it all these things are great all these things are great this um, podcast was created, edited, and produced by Maddie Perry and Hannah Knight. Music is sourced from Melody Loops and composed by Jeff Harvey. Until next time, mes amis. Keep sleuthing. Keep sleuthing, everyone. Oh, we didn't do it together, but oh, I'm sorry.